Welcome back to Peace Learn Health. I am your host, Marina, and I am here to educate you, inspire you on your wellness, mindfulness, and inner journey to self-improvement. Today's episode is a special one for me because our guest is born and raised in Argentina. She did come to the United States at the age of seven, and she is a fitness trainer, and also um, she has her own app that is all in Spanish, and we actually got to, um, you know, connect through We Grow Latinas, so I am very, very honored and excited for you guys to tune in and get to know her and without further ado here is Camila so I hope you guys enjoyed our chat together. Today I would like to introduce you to our special guest Camila Mariana. Hi Camila. Hi Marina thank you for having me today. Of course so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah so Um, I was born in Argentina, moved to the U.S. when I was around seven years old. And um, I always stayed very connected to my culture in Argentina. Um, Right now, I'm currently living in Los Angeles, and I am a trainer out here. And I have now, with the whole pandemic situation, transitioned to fully online training Uh, which I'm super excited about. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. And can you tell us a little bit more about your journey becoming a fitness trainer and what led you there? Yeah, of course. Um, So I've been active pretty much all my life when I was a kid. I was like that kid that was just like really weird, just doing a bunch of things in the corner of the room in like dance class or whatever, like had so much energy. (laughs) Um, so truly when I was like in school, I was like in dance and then I was in cross country and I did track and field and a whole bunch of other things. And, um, when I graduated from high school, I went to study public relations in college and I danced all throughout college too. And then when I graduated from college, I was like, well, I guess I should get a real job now, even (laughs) though I had danced professionally for a while. Um, during college, which was super, super fun. I actually got to travel a lot while I was dancing and stuff. Um, But then I was like, yeah, I guess I I should probably get a real job. And I worked um, for about three and a half years in public relations in Latin America. So we represented companies from the US in Latin America and like executed their international PR plans and developed our own as well. and I was really miserable then. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> clients were super cool. Clients, we worked with some pretty dope international clients, but the whole just like sitting down all the time and doing something that was just like communicating things that weren't necessarily fulfilling for me didn't fill that void that I needed to be filled in my life. Um. So I decided to, while I was still in Miami, um, get certified to become a bar instructor. Because of my dance background, I just like naturally shifted towards uh, bar. 
And I remember that I had gone to take a flywheel class in Miami Beach and I fell in love with the whole studio. I was like, wow, this is this is before I knew like anything about boutique fitness. I was like, wow, this studio is so amazing. They have shampoo here. It's like really work here. <laughs> and then I started training for bar and that's when right before then is when my husband and I my husband now started dating again we knew each other from high school but we were separated for a while um, we started dating again and then we were like oh this is serious and then he joined the Coast Guard and we found out that we were moving to Los Angeles so in the middle of the training I had to like abandon that and we came straight to LA continue this fitness journey because that's what I love to do. So I came to Florida and I was like, you guys have to let me be a bar instructor. And they were like, well, we don't have space for any more bar instructors. So then I had told you that I had ran like cross country when I was in uh, high school. And um, I was like, well, I could, I guess I could try spin. I could try spinning. Cause they also had, they had bar classes and then they had uh, cycling classes. Okay. So I went to go take a cycling cl- uh, cycling class, and I loved it. And then I just applied a bunch of times to get an audition. Well, I had I had taken a cycling class in Miami. I apologize. Not when I came to Los Angeles. Um, and then I applied. And nobody got back to me. I called all the studios. Nobody got back to me. I started emailing the studios. I was very, very determined to get a job there. <laughs> Um, and then I started emailing the studios and finally the, um, talent manager at the time, Elizabeth Hill, she messaged me back and she was like, Hey, we have an audition today after uh, like tonight, today at 1 PM. And then I was like, Oh my God. I looked at my husband and I was like, babe, I need to go to this audition right now. And he was like, okay, then go. And we had just finished driving across the country with our U-Haul truck. And it was like the same day that we got back. Yeah. And then I was like, but I don't know how to clip into my bike. And I don't know how to set up my bike. It was like, you should go take another spin class before you just audition. (laughs) Mind you, like I had a dance background. So I was very confident in me being able to teach through the beat of the music and me being able to, you know, be like extra on a bike and like have my personality shine. But I didn't know how to set up my bike. So long story short, Elizabeth Hill gave me an opportunity after I like went in to take a class in the back row and came up to her afterwards. She's like, why weren't you in the front row? And I was like, that's because I don't know how to ride my bike yet, but you're not going to find that out. (laughs) (laughs) So she was, she was really, really nice. She gave me a chance to audition. And then after that, I taught for flywheels for around like four years um, until they closed down here in Los Angeles. And then before then, I had been working on some training programs and stuff. They were called the Lean and Strong Training Programs. They were like gym and um, and dumbbell and bench workout programs, but they were like PDFs. Um, and then once Flywheel closed, I went to a strength training facility. So I got quite a bit of experience there in terms of like learning how to cue for strength training and all that stuff and um then it was January of this year all of a sudden and I had been for the last year before this year I had gotten together with another um group of people or two other people and we had decided that we were going to create Uh, an online platform similar to the one that 
I have not similar, it's actually very different, but an online platform for nutrition and training. And we worked together for about a year, a whole year. It was like my blood, sweat and tears went into this project. And once we were weeks out from launching that uh, project, one of the people that I was working with decided that they no longer wanted to move forward with it. Um, so that project died there after a year. Um, and that was at the same time that my stepdad, who had cancer, um, he passed away, unfortunately, this year. Um, he was went into the hospital for the last time. So it was a very like difficult time for me. Because it was like my both my professional life, because I had been looking forward to this project for a very long time. And my personal life were kind of like, in shambles at the time, I guess you would say. And I was very, very sad. And I was very, very down for quite a while. And then I was like, No, I, I need to move forward with this. Because the reason that we started this project together in the first place is because I really felt the need in the Latin American community for people for women to train and d- develop a positive relationship with themselves because I feel like people in Latin America only train to be skinny. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to move forward with it. And after this is very long story short, but after months of once again, starting from scratch and doing everything, 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 everything in my power, blood, sweat and tears, once again, no personal life, my all of my friendships suffered. But this past Monday, my app finally launched, and I'm so excited to say that out loud. Well, that I'm so glad to hear that. And um, can you actually tell us real quick a little bit about your app and what it's called as well? Yeah, so the app is called Power by Camila. Um, right now, it's available store for iOS, Apple, um, but within I would say probably this week it's going to be available for Android as well and the app basically has progressive uh, training programs for beginners people that just want to train with their body weight a bench and dumbbells that one has option for three days or five days a week of training and then a full gym program these are all like weekly programs 12 weeks or more um On top of that, it also has like shorter training sessions in case you don't have time to do like your weekly training regimen. It has training challenges. It has a nutrition uh, section where you calculate your macronutrients and it sends you a nutritional plan, which was developed by a nutritionist. Um, And then it has live workouts where you guys could train with me directly, but it's all in Spanish. Nice. So that's, um, is that like a monthly plan? Is it yearly? What, how does it break down basically? Yeah. So you have the, it starts at, well, it doesn't start because the, the yearly plan is, is cheaper, but the monthly subscription is six ninety nine a month. And then there's, uh, six months and a year. And then it just gets cheaper, obviously, as you go up. Great. And can you tell us what's the difference between your app and your IG lives? Oh, yeah. So when quarantine started, um, I had obviously been working on my app, but I my app was originally supposed to launch like in June. So I was like, okay, let me just start doing IG lives because I don't want 
I didn't want people to feel alone. And to be honest with you, I actually myself kind of panicked. And I was like, okay, there's a pandemic. I'm going to be stuck at home. What do I do? Okay, let me just connect with people and do what I do on my platform and just teach classes. So I started teaching those classes and we developed, aside from the community that I already had from my previous training plans, we developed a really beautiful community of women. Um, and we've been training in Spanish, but the classes that are I'm teaching live are very similar to the ones that will be found on my platform, but I'm going to stop doing the IG lives as often. I will be doing them uh, frequently, like maybe like on a weekly basis, but right now I'm doing them like three times a week. Um, and the classes that are on my app that are in power, um, those classes are all body weight. And I have a mixture of like body weight classes and then weight based classes that I do on IG Live. Okay, so it's basically the difference is more or less that you're using your body versus actual um, equipment. Yeah, and I mean, the formatting style is a little different. We do like themed classes, like I just recorded a theme. These are on-demand classes, so they're not live, um, but you guys can access them at any time and pretty much forever. So um, this week, I just recorded a Halloween workout that goes up next week, and it's so fun. That sounds <laughs> <was> fun. <laughs> so extra, but it's so fun. <laughs> That's great. So what what motivates you to to do these routines and everything of that sort? the women behind the screen um when i was a dancer i struggled a lot with my self-image i was very thin i was very ripped and i never felt like i was enough and because i did not have a positive relationship with my body, then I did not have a positive relationship with exercise. Although I had done it all of my life and I was very performance driven, I always wanted to just be skinny. So when I started training again, after I got my, um, after I like quit my job at the PR firm, I wanted to make sure that I did it in the right way and that my mindset was right. So instead of focusing on just being like, skinny or just like getting ripped or losing weight I started focusing on how I felt on how strong I was and how my performance was changing and because of that reason I was able to do it and I was able to change my body and I was able to get to the place that I felt good within myself but not necessarily because of the way that I looked more so because of the relationship that I had developed with my mind and with exercise. I was no longer like using exercise as a punishment um, for what I ate. And I was no longer using exercise as a form of just getting skinny. I was using exercise as a form to feel good and be healthy. And then everything, like all the aesthetic stuff and the physical things, they just came on their own afterwards. And I felt, yeah, I felt very strongly that I had to help other women see that as well. Um, especially in Latin America. I mean, you're from Argentina too, and you you know, like when you go home or when you go to your country, they're like the first, or like when you, I, I mean, it, it still happens in the States too, but I feel like the conversation in, in Hispanic women isn't as prevalent as to like, no, you really don't have to take that when your family members tell you like, you've gained a little bit of weight or like, you don't have to, 
that's not that's not something that's wrong with you that's something that's wrong with society you know yeah and that's really a beautiful message what you just said i i really love that that you said you know it's what's behind and also empowering yourself so i really truly am thankful that you're saying that to our listeners so can you tell us what a typical day looks like for you my days now are much different than they were before. Um, typical day for me before would be before pre-COVID, right? It would be wake up, go teach, wake up like at 5 a.m., go teach a class, go to the gym, come home, do my client stuff, playlist, work on a bunch of different things for my app program go back, teach another class. I would teach up to three classes a day in person when I touch cycling or even when I was teaching at the strength uh, gym, I taught sometimes three times a day. Um, And I also like trained some clients. So it was the, the, the hours when you're a trainer are much different from the rest of the world because we have to be up and working when everyone else is waking up for work or like before they go to work and then you're working again when everyone's like getting out of work so those that's a little hectic um but now it's a little different so I guess it's not that different (laughs) because I choose to wake up early (laughs) okay I'm a morning person and I know that it sounds crazy but I love to wake up like really early like If I have a huge project coming up, my most productive time is from like 5.30 to 9 a.m. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's either one way or the other. Either you're working really late at night or you're doing it really early in the morning. So I totally understand. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So now I wake up and, and also something that I've noticed with myself is that I love training with my people. I love it. I love my people and I love training with you guys, but I need my own workout too. And that I noticed during COVID too, because I was just like doing so many live classes and working out with everybody that I was like, I don't have time to just like disconnect, listen to a podcast and do my workout. So now I wake up at six, I do my own workout. Either I like ride a bike or I do like a strength-based workout. Then, um, some days out of the week, I have one in, one or two. I have a few clients still that I train um, outside. So I'll go to the park, train my client, come back, eat breakfast, walk my dog, do all the work that I need to do for my app, uh, start recording content, um, and then teach a live class. And then after my live class, I normally do more work for the app and then cook dinner watch an episode of a show and go to sleep and the next morning I'll wake up and pretty much do it all over again except I alternate my days when I um have clients I don't record workouts for my app and when I like when I have clients and do live workouts on Instagram then I don't record workouts for my app but like on Tuesdays and Thursdays that I don't have a live workout on Instagram I typically record uh two live classes for my app that's good. You schedule yourself. That's more or less. Yep. Sounds about good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, as far as the importance of 
doing um, exercise. I'm not a big exercise person myself, but I know a lot of people who are. And what's so important about doing just like, for example, arms one day, legs one day, and so on? What's, what is the scientific or the, the important part to, you know, as a fitness trainer, what would be the advice or why do you feel like that's so important? You mean like dividing up body parts? Yes. Uh, mainly for recovery and for execution, I guess. Like if, you, if you're training your body every single day, then chances are that you're not it, – it really depends on like somebody's goals, right? So if you're like an endurance athlete and you just want to train for a marathon, your training is going to be completely different than somebody that wants to just tone their body, build muscle mass, and drop – Uh, body fat percentage right but if you're trying to train for strength reasons or you want to see like specific results in your body you have to work that muscle group strongly and then you also have to give it time to recover and your joints too so like if you do high intensity interval training with your legs every day your knees are eventually going to give out on you right And you're also not giving your muscles enough time to recover and rebuild before you train them again. So that's the, the, the main reason I would say that you have to divide your body parts because of recovery. And then also because of, um, exertion, you, you want to train your muscles to the point where they feel tired. You don't have to be in complete and total soreness and miserable pain every time you train. That's not good either. But you have to train them pretty significantly and, and let them recover and let your body recover in a way that's smart. But in terms of exercise, like, I think that when you start to exercise and when you start to move your body, you start to realize what a, a gift it is that we have to be able to to just move. And when you look at everything that's happening in the world, even just right now, like there's so many people that are going through so much, so many people that are sick, so many people that have lost their homes, so many people that are going through tough times. And if somebody, let's say, for example, is not mentally ready to start exercising, that's okay. But if you have the privilege to even think or consider joining a training program, joining a training routine and have the opportunity to take care of your body. I see it more of of like a responsibility towards society for the rest of the people that can't. That's, that's really, that's yeah. You definitely made it (laughs) for sure. You're like, I don't want to work out. I, I work out with enough with my, my little ones. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, they, they'll have you running around all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, that's a workout. <laughs> for, for sure. That's my, my version of my workout, if, if possible. <laughs> if not, then I like meditating or, you know, doing some yoga. Hey, yoga there, yoga's so. a workout too, girl. Never forget that. Yep. <laughs> For sure, of course. So if you had to go ahead and separate yourself or basically say what's the difference between you and another fitness trainer? What makes you unique? 
I care so much about every single person that I connect with. And I know that a lot of trainers do feel that way as well, but I really take the time to as much as possible. Um, and I'm so passionate about helping specifically like Latino women understand that they don't have to get smaller and get skinnier and they don't have to eat just to lose weight all the time that they can train to be healthy and feel good and strong in their bodies and that they can eat to nourish themselves and be healthy for the rest of their lives. And that's the point of exercise and nutrition. It's not just to have like, I mean, it's nice and it will happen by itself, but it's not just to have like super ripped abs and be the skinniest person in the room. Thank you for saying that. And can you also tell us what you feel, um, why as a fitness trainer is nutrition so important in your own words? They go hand in hand. Um, yes. I mean, it's like you, if you are training every day, but you're eating trash all the time, <laughs> your body's not going to feel that much better. Like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit better for you, but you really are damaging yourself more than you think. And talking about physical results, which I don't like to do a lot, but a lot of people get extremely frustrated because they don't see them right. or because also they don't feel better. And that's because they're not taking their nutrition seriously. A lot of people are like, how do I lose body fat percentage? How do I drop my body fat percentage? Dropping fat has to do mainly with a caloric deficit. And although cardio is great for heart health, lung health, increasing the amount of calories that you burn during the day, same thing with strength training, for strengthening your body, for building more muscle mass, burning more calories throughout your day, the main you can you can do a bunch of cardio and then still eat the same amount of calories and not see any results. You know what I mean? So I think it's it definitely goes hand in hand. Uh, one with the other. Great. So what what is um your thoughts on losing muscle mass versus um body fat overall? What do you mean? Just like uh when you're when people train, they usually try to train for losing weight versus working on building their muscle. So what's your thought on that? Oh, um I think that for most of my clients, whenever we talk about their goals, it's all pretty much going to be through the same method. And the, unless they have like a pretty low, extremely low body fat percentage and they want to build muscle and then drop fat, right? Because for the okay. most part, it's been thought that you could only either build muscle with a consuming more calories than what you're burning and then having to do a cut and that it wasn't possible to build muscle and drop fat at the same time but it is possible to build muscle and drop fat at the same time and it's called body recomposition and that's pretty much what I try to do with all my clients you just pretty much have to be at a caloric balance or a slight deficit and then you just focus on 
lifting heavy weights and just building muscle mass through strength training. Uh, and then cardiovascularly, people always ask me, like, if I am at a caloric deficit and I'm training with weights, like, is it necessary for me to do cardio? And maybe it's because I'm a runner and I, because I know what it feels like to be cardiovascularly in shape, but there are so many more benefits to doing cardio than just losing weight or burning more calories. That sounds pretty um, interesting, to be honest. So, <laughs> um, so can you tell our listeners where they can um, contact you or where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So my Instagram is Mila Mariana with two A's at the end. And then you guys can train with me on Power by Camila, just like that. One L in Camila. You can find my app in the App Store. And then from there, you can find basically everything. And you can email me directly at info at powerbycamila.com if you want. Or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram, and I would love to connect with you guys. Thank you. And can you also tell us, uh, lastly, what does Peace Learn Health mean to you? Peace Learn Health. Peace Learn Health means to me um, finding a balance in your life. I'm working on that as well, actually. <laughs> you have to be able to find balance in your life. If not, no matter how much you train, how healthy you try to be, um, how clean you eat, how much you work out, if you don't find that balance in your life that makes you feel happy, um, then you're not going to find that peace, learn, and help. Thank you so much, Camila. Thank you. <laughs> che, no te olvides de bajar el app Powered by Camila. To learn more about me, you can check out my website at peacelearnhealth.com. And also, you can check out any podcast platforms all across the board. Till next time.